All right, welcome back to the QC or Quarantine Conversations. I know it's been a few days since we've been able to hop on. Uh, you know, we had some communication blunders, but otherwise we were focusing on a couple other things over the weekend. Mike, how you been? Nick, I've been great. Uh, apologize for my lack of communication. The, the quarantine really had me down there for a day, but uh, we're back today. Excited to uh, have a pretty special guest on with us. Excited to catch up with you. I know you had a busy weekend and uh, share a little bit more on things that I'm learning about myself and quarantine and everything going on in the world. Yeah, first and foremost, uh, let's start with uh, the tweets from Friday. Uh, give you a little bit of background about what happened there, what we're doing, what we're seeing now. Yeah, well, it, you know, it was one of those deals where I was hoping we get some more podcast listeners, but it turns out people on Twitter just want to like or retweet something and make you spend money, um, which uh, I, I'm happy to do. Unfortunately, uh, I'm not sure I can spend $500 right now, uh, but I did go out yesterday and I did my part to support local business and ordered a few things from the Made in Omaha site. And uh, super excited for those to uh, to arrive at my door. Yeah, I meant to uh, meant to go out on Saturday after after we learned that we had quite a number of gift cards to buy. Uh, if you're not already following on Twitter at QConvo2020, you could see what exactly happened there. But essentially, uh, Mike posted a, a tweet saying, "Hey, for every like and retweet that we get, we'll go out and buy a gift card for a, a local business." Well, forty plus. Uh, likes, 40 plus tweet, uh, retweets later, uh, we have some gift cards to buy. So I know Saturday I ended up going to Sternella, which is a spot in Blackstone. Uh, they were still doing two go orders and they said they've been wild, wildly successful on that, at least on, on Saturday evening, which is great to hear. But I meant to buy a couple gift cards while I was there, completely forgot. And uh, now it's just about making the list of where exactly we're going to head. So if anybody has any ideas, any uh, local businesses that you know either you have, your friends have, your family has, send them our way because we're happy to go out and, and buy a few five, five or $10 gift cards and see what we can do. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to support and we'd love for our followers to support. So for those of you that click the like or the retweet button, uh, if you could spare five or 10 bucks, uh, buy a gift card today and, and reward yourself once we all come out of this thing uh, bigger, better, faster, stronger. There you go. And I saw the, uh, the governor had actually liked our, uh, liked our tweet. And so I had sent something back to him, asking him to, to match for every dollar that we spent. But evidently, that's not something he's interested in, which is yeah, too I, bad. I don't know. Maybe he's busy right now. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe he'll get around to it. But hey, nice to see that he's spending some time on Twitter. Uh, nonetheless, I had mentioned Blackstone. One of, and we'll introduce our guest here. Of course, I have dogs barking in the background, which has just become a classic background noise for me at this point. Um, but... One of our favorite places in Blackstone is a spot called Blackstone Social, which uh, I know I have quite the personal connection there. I had met my significant other there. Uh, Love quite that. Some time Love that. Ago. But also friends that we've made there. I know, uh, you know, friends of friends building networks as we go. Uh, I think that's who we're being joined by today. Am I right? We are. Yeah. Peter Fry. Uh, Peter Fry and I go back to 2008, 2009, the Great Flood up in, in Fargo. So... 
what was also a catastrophe uh, brought together two friends. Pete now lives in Omaha. Uh, we'll give him a chance to, to introduce himself, share a little bit more on you know, how quarantine is impacting the world of commercial real estate uh, and some, uh, some things Pete's doing from a, a personal development standpoint. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Peter T. Fry. Welcome, Peter. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We can you hear me okay? It. Yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know you know schedules are tight at this point, even though uh, a lot of us are just sitting at home. But my schedule could not be looser. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love to hear. We love to hear that either way. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I, I figured it was about time Vandy would start a podcast. You know. He gets uh, he gets one spot on Ross Farini's you know Blue Jay banter talk after one basketball game, and now he thinks he's uh, Tim Ferriss. <laughs> hey, I know I've, that's I've, an idol. That's an idol of of uh, of Mike's. So yeah, I, I am a big Tim Ferriss fan. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Pete, tell us about yourself. Yeah, like Mike said, I've known Mike uh, since high school. We're both from Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, 2010, came down to Omaha, went to Creighton University. Uh, some people call it the Harvard of the Midwest. Nobody um, calls it that, but yeah. I just call it Creighton. <laughs> uh, studied econ there. And then for about three or four years after college, I kind of jumped around at a various number of consulting, kind of consulting gigs in the kind of family office and tech space, I guess I'd say. Uh, learned a lot, met a lot of people a bunch of different kind of experiences uh, and then kind of through something I've always been really interested in is real estate um, since, since I was growing up and then uh, starting in 2000, gosh, what was it? 2017, I started Omni Partners as a investment real estate broker. Uh, so I focused primarily on investment sales and acquisitions uh, even more so on the multifamily sector. That's what I spend most of my time on researching and, and getting to know people in, but also uh, with the job comes a lot of uh, office leasing, um, tenant rep, you know, helping tenants find new office space, helping landlords lease um, office space. Uh, so it's a really, it's a really fun, it's a really fun business to be in. Uh, but at times like this, you, you know, we're a hundred percent commission, so it can get a little uh, shaky. Right. And, you know, I know we can jump on to the, uh, the real estate side here in a little bit, but let's focus on you for a second. Uh, tell us about how your quarantine's going. Uh, you know, when did you start? What have you been doing? Who are you with? All of those sorts of things. Yeah, I, so I, I guess I, I was in Arizona <clears throat> two weeks ago with my family and I came back on, what was that, March, right when the Big East tournament was supposed to be. When was that? March like 13th, I think I came back. Friday the 13th. Uh, and since then I've kind of been, I've kind of been locked down. I've, I have, you know, I brought my two monitors from work. I've been kind of in my room. Uh, I live in a little town home in kind of the Blackstone area, as you guys were talking about. I live with my sister or as a, she lives with me, I should mm -hmm. say, I, I rent her. Uh, so that's fine. We're, we get along really well and it's way better than living alone. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, my work from home setup is, yeah, like I said, I got, I, I kind of like it. I got two monitors plus my computer. I'm two feet from a bathroom. So I, you know, I don't have to waste any time. I get coffee whenever I want. I don't get interrupted by people. Um, so I actually kind of, uh, feel like I'm converting pretty well 
and don't mind it too much. But I yeah. hate the fact that I'm cooped up here all day. Like I, <laughs> I, I miss. I want to go to script town and get a beer or something, or I want to see people. That that drives me crazy. But sure, I'm, sure. I'm I. I know over the weekend I was saying that last week was potentially one of my most productive weeks in months. Uh, just being able to to focus in, dial in at home without the constant interruptions has been huge for me. Have you seen the same thing? Oh, sorry. I thought it was for Mike. Uh, I was not paying attention. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think especially, I mean, I know your guys' office at Build and Trend is super wide open, and that's more and more of a trend these days is open office space. And I think it comes along with transparency and teamwork and more of a flat uh, management uh, you know, setup. But I think there's a lot of negatives that come with that, uh, mainly being distractions. I think we kind of live in a distracted world, obviously, and, and not being able to focus and really get tasks done when you are constantly see people just just walking by and you, you pull up your head and look at them for a couple seconds or whatever. And then it kind of brings you away from what, what was ever at hand. Um, so being kind of completely by yourself allows you to kind of go deep into something and, and get better work done in a faster amount of time. Yeah, it's uh, we do have some distracting days for sure at Builder Trend and, and what some people don't realize. My primary role uh, is partnerships on the corporate development side. Uh, my secondary role, I actually serve as Nick's secretary. Uh, <laughs> as he is our, our head of legal. And the, the number of folks who just love to pop up and ask Nick a question is uh, at times mind-boggling. And I like to just kind of say, hey, uh, Nick's actually currently unavailable. Can I take a message? And uh, I'll pass him a, a sticky note. And um, when he finds some time, he gets to get back to them and, and give them an answer. Yeah, I know sitting, uh, I, I had started to actually hide away from home the last couple of months before leading up to this, which made, uh, you know, fully committing to it a little bit easier, but having a day or two each week to be able to, to sit at home and not deal with those nonstop distractions has been, uh, was big for my productivity. It turns out it's difficult to pour over a 15 page contract when you have somebody coming by every. 15 minutes or so just to ask you some random off the wall question. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, linings. <laughs> exactly. Love it. So I love mentioned it. That, that your sister's there with you. How is that? Uh, it's yeah. Like I said, it's good. Uh, we get along well. Uh, it's better than living alone. Probably not as good as living with a good buddy of yours. I've had some awesome roommates, Mike included over the past couple of years. And that's, it's kind of never a dull moment. There's always, you're working on random projects, stupid projects, making food together. Like that's kind of, that's pretty fun. And it's, we don't quite have that. You know, I wouldn't say my sister is like my best friend that I love spending time with all the time. Uh, but we get along super well and have a lot of mutual friends. And so it works out really well. That's great. That's great. And how much time would you say not having to commute, get ready for work and uh, deal with those day-to-day -day commitments? Are you saving yourself half an hour, an hour, hour plus? Uh, I, I think time will tell this week. It's been an hour plus per day. Uh, last week I was pretty bad. I, I didn't have any routine. I was like a lost puppy just wandering around. Uh, I also started happy hour every day at like five. And so I didn't sleep as well cause I've been drinking and then I'd start uh -oh. waking up at 9am. So this week I'm like, okay, I gotta, you know, this isn't vacation. I got to really hunker down. Uh, so I've been a lot better this week about having a schedule and waking up. I'm a regular time and having breakfast and trying to 
get things up and going. So with that being said, yeah, I mean, I'm not spending a half hour driving. I'm not spending, you know, all the time getting dressed. And obviously my hair takes like 20 minutes to get ready. And, <laughs> uh, so that's, that's a big benefit. I mean, that is a benefit. That's a couple hours a day. I'm, I'm not wasting doing that. Yeah. And if you found yourself uh, putting that time to, to any different use, are you spending a lot of time on Netflix? If so, what are you watching? Uh, you know, tell us what you're doing with that extra time. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to do things that things that I make excuses for regularly, you know, and it's like, I say, Oh, well, you know, if I had a perfect day or if I could make my perfect schedule, I'll do that then, or sometime in the future right now, I have pressing things to do. And like now it's, there are no excuses. Like you can make your day however you want. So whatever your perfect idea of a day is do that, just do it now. Um, and so I'm trying to do that. So I'm trying to spend it more on things like writing and reading and uh, different projects that were on the back burner for my real estate job that I'm trying to do. Uh, Netflix wise, I'm, uh, I have to, we only have one TV in our apartment. I have to fight over that with my sister. Um, she's watching little fires everywhere, um, <laughs> which seems kind of like a knockoff of uh, big little lies. And it has yep. like, the same cast. Um, it seems a little dull for me. So I don't know. So I'm usually rewatching star Wars um or uh oh arrested development i'm rewatching that okay were you a big little eyes guy oh yeah i loved that show uh to the point where literally well here in may and the trip is still planned right now um after watching big little eyes and for those who haven't watched it it's based in monterey and they they do all of these uh, B-roll shots of like Big Sur and the whole Northern California coast. And I know in May, I'm planning to go out there. Uh, we'll see if that we're trip still happens. I think that's past yeah. tense now. Yeah, we're. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Uh, fingers crossed. Keep the optimism. You know, Keep the optimism. Over six weeks. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, okay, so tell us about the the real estate side. What are you seeing right now, not only locally but regionally, nationally? Are you seeing trends? I'm sure you you have your ear, ear to the the pavement, so to speak. But uh, you know, what are the trends that we're seeing? So I think it's kind of twofold. It's one like immediately in Omaha. Like, what have we seen? I mean, it it, it was pretty pretty apparent and pretty abrupt. I mean, kind of deals are on hold mainly lease deals. Uh, some just physically people can't get here. So I, I like for, I was supposed to tour with a, with a guy from, I think Salt Lake city to look at some space and he just canceled his flight. You know, so he just physically can't come to town. He's not going to sign a lease if he can't see the place, if he can't hire employees and do all this stuff. So that deals, you know, for now dead until this whole thing's over. Um, so there's stuff like that, but you know, if you're a, if you're an office, you know, if I have a, if I'm in 20,000 square feet and I'm a growing and I was a growing company and now everybody's working from home and I'm not hiring anybody and you know, I'm my underlying product. I'm not sure with this, with everything going on, I'm not going to sign a 10 year lease, a 30,000 square feet. Um, so I might, that's probably the least of my worries right now. So I think a lot of those things are falling to the back burner, especially with the office market. And, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, so there's some uncertainty there um, with large, you know, kind of more on a broader scale, whether it's national or um, things that are yet to be seen, but I think will happen. Um, obviously there's going to be effects on value for real estate, uh, mainly in, in a negative way, the underlying value is at risk. So the, what makes real estate value in the most part is, is the income attached to it in, in forms of leases. And so if you're a commercial property, 
And if I own a commercial property and I have people, commercial tenants paying me via lease, if that business is going to go under or not renew or downsize, that risk, that lease just became a lot more risky. So that uh, a new buyer is going to value that, you know, um, less. Uh, new leases aren't being signed. So if I have vacant space, it's likely that will remain vacant a little longer, um, uh, as well as slowing rent growth and concessions. You know, people are going to give up free rent, free months of rent, um, more to, to tease people to come more. Because uh, I think in, in general, the last couple of years, it's been a hot market, a tight market. And that means landlords have a lot of control. If you, um, I mean, there's low vacancy. So I have to, if I'm a tenant looking to get space, I got to put my best foot forward to try and get that space. It almost like flipped overnight. I mean, really now it's a tenant market. So if you are a tenant in the market, still looking to expand or, or, or move, you just got a lot of power. So that's a good thing for you. Uh, you can negotiate a way better deal. You can probably do a, a you may, maybe don't have to do a 10 year deal like you used to or seven year and now you can do a five year deal and get more in TI and get, um, you know, and paid ultimately a, a lower rate, uh, rental rate. Um, and what's TI, you know, Pete? Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, sorry. Tenant improvement allowance. So if you, if you're an office user and come into a space, you pay whatever rate you agree upon and you kind of take the space usually as is, but then the tenant will give you X number of dollars to outfit the space. And then anything above that, uh, you have to pay for it. So usually, you know, let's say a five-year deal, you're going to get, um, I don't know, 20 bucks a foot, you know, to put into your space to invest in the building. But then above that, you have to pay for it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's the landlord who will pay that or the tenant? Land, landlord will pay that. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a, it's kind of a economic term of the deal that gets negotiated. So some deals could have no TI, but then you pay um, a lesser rental rate. So it's, it's just kind of a lever that you can pull. Um, some, I don't know if this is a positive, but I mean, debt is the cheapest it's ever been. I think today the 10 year treasury was at 0.5 or something. Um, and so that, that's a metric that then uh, it's a benchmark that then banks lend off of. So that means if you want to buy an investment property, debt is as cheap as it's ever been. And so that allows you to really tighten the screws and pay more for something um, and still get good return because your, your debt's so cheap. Um, however, lenders are going to be tightening up some sectors, I imagine. Um, you know, they're probably still going to be somewhat bullish on or positive or be willing to lend on multifamily logistics. You know, anything warehouse that has, you know, shipping components are still going to be pretty viable. Owner-occupied office buildings, but they're probably pausing or, or not a, a little more weary on investment office and probably negative on retail and hotels. You know, I think it'd be, you wouldn't be getting great terms on a hotel development right now, or I would, or an acquisition or something, I, I would I would guess. Sure. Mike, I know you're pretty dialed into that whole, mar the, the financial side and particularly the trends that you're seeing in, in terms of capital and projects and things like that. What are you, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I guess I, I think I'm, I'm curious, you know, it's with cost of capital being so cheap. Uh, I imagine between that and, and some folks sitting on what we'll call, you know, dry powder, will we see, and, and I don't want to see fire sales. I mean, that is the last thing I want, but um, will we see sort of this new infusion of capital coming into play, whether it's locally or, or on a national level? I guess, Pete, I, I would love your thoughts on sort of, how, how, and maybe you haven't done the research, how is this playing out nationally versus uh, in Omaha? 
Well, to your point of dry powder, yeah, I think there's, there's, we've kind of heard that narrative over the past couple of years. There's a ton of money on the sidelines. Some people are looking to invest in, 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 invest in real estate, which has been driving down cap rates and prices up. And that's still true. And there still are, even now, even though, you know, stock market has gone down 30% in value or whatever, there's still a lot of firms and, and family offices and REITs with, with a lot of cash that are really ready to buy. The question is, will there still be sellers? I mean, will there, I think a lot of people, if they think values are down, um, they're just not going to bring their property to the market. They're going to hold it longer, especially in Omaha when people here are notoriously more risk averse and, and long-term holders, kind of the, the Berkshire Hathaway spill off that I'm not going to buy and sell and trade um, real estate all the time and pay all these taxes and fees. I'm just, I'm going to hold this for my entire, my whole life and I'm going to give it to my kids or something. So that's kind of our default. And especially now if values are high, they think, well, I'm going to wait this out and I'm going to hold on. So I'm just not going to sell it. So I think we'll see velocity of deals just go down. Um, but if, if you're stuck with the property, if you, you know, if you have a retail center and a couple of your tenants, you know, can't pay rent and backed out, uh, then you might not be able to make your debt payments. And if you can't work something out with your bank, you, you might be forced to sell. And then I think there will be buyers, but it's, it's at what price? Cause if, if the outlook, you know, if you lost half your, or if you lost a big portion of of your income, um, you know, what cap are you going to pay for a 75, 75% occupied retail building with little outlook of, of lease up. Um, so those are the components that are there. I'm, I'm making it kind of seem very grim, and it's it's I'm just kind of painting maybe the worst case scenario or what we could be prepared for. Um, hopefully, it, it all depends on how fast we rebound. And so we could rebound fairly quickly, and this could be it's going to be more than a blip, but it could be you know kind of a Nike swoosh uh, drop and then slow rise back up to where we were, which I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And most resilient is going to be the multifamily sector. That's the last thing people cut in their spending is is living. Uh, people continue to pay rent if they can. So I think those those uh, the multifamily is always the most resilient in the downturn. Uh, but kind of uniquely, initially, usually the C and B class B and C apartments, which are you know class A, B and C is kind of the general metric. Um, so your more affordable and low income housing generally do kind of well in in downturns. Uh, people stop buying houses or can't afford houses or move from an expensive apartment to a a cheaper apartment and they sometimes, you know, vacancy rates drop. Uh, but in this specific, it's such a unique economic event. Uh, I think we're going to see a huge crunch in the CMB apartments and have really low or negative rent growth, a lot of concessions and landlords will have to either, you know, halt convictions or let people, you know, delay payments or lower rents um, because most of the service industries industry is making no money. And they can't go to work for the foreseeable future. And most of them live in B and C apartments. Um, so that's a big problem for landlords in that area, which is, you know, it's it's probably the most resilient, safe, you know, safest investment, um, you know, category to be in is like a B class B apartment. But this really odd, you know, world event has kind of, you know, thrown a thrown a wrench in that. Uh, so like for ironically, class A apartments, you know, that's people who have salaries who are now working from home. They're still getting paid for now. Um, they can probably still afford to pay their pay their pay their rent and live in their apartment. So I don't think Class A rents will grow crazy, but I think they'll probably stay steady and, and and occupancy will stay pretty steady for Class A for the time being. 
Interesting. That's a ton of great information, Pete. Thank you so much for coming prepared on that. I mean, the uh, the imagery of the Nike Swish is particularly impactful for me. Um, and just hearing that and visualizing how that might look is is really impactful. Uh, so. Right. It's either a Nike Swish or like a V, right? I don't think it's going to, it's not like this thing is over and all of a sudden we're back to where we were and nothing was lost. I mean, we're losing, you know, two months of productivity pretty much. So it's going to, it'll, I think we'll come back, but it'll, it'll probably be a slower, you know, it'll be a slow climb back to normalcy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And that's what we're, we're hoping to hear. You know, we're focusing on positivity here. And like you said, uh, you know, you gave the, the grim perspective and the grim outlook, but uh, knowing that, hey, look, when we come back out of the, the other side of this, imagine what the economic impact is going to be from that. Like when we look at the positive side in two months or three months or whatever this all ends and we can all get together again and start going to Blackstone Social again and start doing all that, how incredible that's going to be in the uh, positive, uh, the word that keeps coming to mind here is positive vibes or feelings, uh, everything yeah. and what everybody's going to have. It's going to be like a massive celebration, right? Yeah, this will be, the, we're this really will be the best summer ever if we can get this thing taken care of in the next couple months. Right, right. <laughs> and I have, right. I have no information on, I have no insight on how to control it, when it'll be controlled, all that. Um, there's too much information out there to decipher through. Uh, but I'm optimistic on, I'm overall optimistic, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's this is a tough time. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that you're working a little bit of writing right now. Um, have I heard in the past that you have a blog? I do. Uh, it's called creatively titled thoughts by peter.com uh a, i send out a newsletter as well as it just post everything on the website there's probably only five articles on there right now or so it's it's a split between quarterly reports on the omaha multifamily kind of investment market and then split between more real estate um real estate investment articles on on kind of everything, uh, no real theme to it, but a lot of it's on underwriting and how to analyze a real estate investment. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to go check that out. I know we'll link that in the short show notes and speaking of the show notes, uh, big, big move by us over the weekend. We got on the Apple podcast, which it turns out is easier said than done. Uh, so we should be in a number of different outlets, making it a little bit easier for you to, to find us. So hopefully we'll be able to put that up on, on Apple Podcasts, get this out to everybody, share the incredible information that Pete just gave us, uh, because I know that's a lot to take in for me. Um, so I can't wait to listen to this back, kind of digest that a little bit more, see where the commercial real estate market's going to be going. And, uh, you know, hopefully we rebound out of this really well here in a couple months and, and everybody's back to, to the growth that we were experiencing just a few months ago and, you know, food on the table, paychecks flowing and uh, everybody's doing well again. Yeah. Amen, and that's, uh, and I, I apologize for coming off really, uh, really negative. Uh, that's not, that was not my intent. Uh, it was just me kind of running through uh, how I think this could play out. But at the same time, we're in unprecedented times. And with that, there's unprecedented measures being taken. Um, it sounds like lenders are, are being, you know, going interest only or delaying payments. Student loans are being not forgiven, but they're being, uh, you know, uh, delayed for six months or so. Uh, I know Mike and I's home state in North Dakota just said that they're lowering interest rates by a point and delaying for six months that people want. So there's there's a lot of there. It seems like there's a lot of give in the economy as well to uh, this major shock. So I think we'll be OK. 
Excellent. Excellent. That's what we want to hear. Uh, otherwise, anything else that you're hoping to get done over the next couple of weeks? Oh, me? Um, yeah. Probably my novel. Spot. Oh, you're working on a novel? No, I can't, I, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I would love that. I, I, I have zero creative writing ability. Um, <laughs> things I'm working on. Uh, well, there's a ton, you know, I was, I was, I was uh, going through, uh, I saw a link of like a hundred and some plus Coursera courses online that are free and they're all like Ivy mm-hmm. League, you know, high level courses. Uh, so that in Khan Academy, I'm kind of thinking about entering some of those courses and um, uh, some are super interesting and they're really high level professors and it's all free. So there's no excuse not to do something like that. I keep on seeing the one pop around uh, from Yale. That's like the science of, of well-being or something like that. That's like their highest rated class ever that they just made completely free online. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to go check that out and just see what, uh, you know, the, the mental aspect behind happiness is. Um, I know that's intriguing for me uh, as somebody who constantly trying to, to focus on uh, the mental aspect as well as, you know, staying positive and, and uh, focusing on those real aspects. Uh, I'm intrigued by that. So I might go check that out and we'll link those in the show notes as well. But Pete, we appreciate having you on. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, thanks guys. Appreciate it. And uh, that's pretty much all we've got for this week. Mike, you've got anything else? Uh, No, not for tonight. I'm going to go close my rings just in case anyone's wondering. Other than that, uh, have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't know the guest but don't do know it will be great content. (laughs) There we go. All right. Have a good one guys.